Hi folks, Bob Main here with another episode of today's survival show. Episode number 96 to be exact, where it's my goal to help you harness the power of choice to live life the way you want to on your own terms and strengthen your resolve. Do what you can with what you have, wherever you are. Fresh back from vacation, folks. I had a good time. Went down to Florida, spent some time on the beaches, had some uh, good quality time with uh, my family who lives there. And I tell you what, we didn't see any oil whatsoever on the beaches. There were reports about a week after we left of it washing up on Fort Walton Beach. We were down there in the panhandle for a while. I will say that the media has completely exaggerated that disaster up to this point. Now, we all know it's bad, and we all know it's going to get a whole lot worse. But you know what? the media and the government really exaggerated it so bad and they have cost the state of Florida way too much money uh, in tourism dollars in my humble opinion they shouldn't have done that but anyway never let a good crisis go to waste right <laughs> Any, so that's a whole different podcast I'll leave that one alone for now since this is episode number 96 it means episode number 100 is coming shortly you know when I started this show last summer folks I never thought I would get to 100 episodes and still have people tuning in on a regular basis. I'm quite happy with how this show has turned out, but it's only for one reason. It's your show, not mine. It's about you, not me. You, the listener. So episode 100 is going to be about the listener, you... And I've sent you all an email. I'll send it to you a couple more times. I need your help with something for episode 100. If you wouldn't mind helping me out, that would be great. As I uh, travel down the highway here, headed to the airport to go take a flight, I want to share some thoughts with you, but I could use your help for episode number 100. Let me knock out a couple of announcements before I get into the main topic. The website is todayssurvival.com. The YouTube channel is Today's Survival. On YouTube, you can just search that. You can see a few of the YouTube videos I've put up there. I'm going to put up some more coming up here pretty quick. I know I keep saying that. I just need to get around to it and get that done. I also want to let you know in advance that I'm going to be doing a fundraising raffle soon. On July 15th, I'm going to announce a fundraising raffle, and I'm going to raise some money for some good causes. Part of the money is going to go to support this show, but there's some also very, very good causes out there that help us with our survival. And i got some really cool raffle prizes to give away. Uh, this is not going to be like the SAT contest. This is just going to be a typical raffle, and I think you'll like it. So stay tuned. I'll announce that on July 15th. And if you have not become a member of our forum, uh, there's been some new members joining lately, and it's very good to see that. Go to todayssurvival.com slash forum, or just go to todayssurvival.com, and there's a forum button there. Click that, and it'll take you to where you need to go. And that, my friends, concludes the announcements. I like to keep it short and sweet and not make this show very commercial at all. I want to talk about bug-out plans and bug-out bags. A very, very popular subject, but I've got a little bit of a different take on it than maybe you've heard in some of the other survival shows, podcasts, and blogs, and forums, and things out there. I, uh, I thought about this very subject because, you know, when I went on vacation, I took my bug out bag with me, obviously, as I should have, and I was pretty very well equipped in case something went wrong. Thank God nothing went wrong. Uh, I did have to use the bug out bag a couple of times, just for convenience purposes. And of course, that's one reason to have a bug out bag. If you've got it stocked with, uh, with common sense items, it can become very, very convenient. 
had a little bit of a situation where my wife took a fall, and uh, so I had to pull out some of my first aid stuff. It wasn't anything serious, but sure was nice and handy to have that first aid stuff right there in my bug-out bag in the trunk of my Honda that we took on vacation. So if you're thinking, you know, why should I put one together, or if you're trying to rearrange it, maybe redo it a little bit, think about the convenience factor of it. But uh, the question, you know, uh, that I want to pose to you is, do you need a bug-out bag? And like I said, you might find it strange that you tune into a survival show and the host, like me, asks this question up front. Most podcasters or blog authors on survival, they talk about what to put in your bag and, and, and stuff like that, but they rarely talk about whether you need one or why you need one and in what situations you might need one. And I'm going to talk to you today, I'm going to submit an idea to you today that perhaps the need for a bug-out bag is often overstated. Let me say that again. Sometimes the need for a bug-out bag is a little overstated. You might be scratching your head and going, What? What did he just say? Did he just say that a need for a bug-out bag is overstated? Yeah, some people get the wrong idea, in my opinion. Hang with me. Stay stay with this show here. Uh, don't turn me off and think that I'm some kind of a crazy loon. Uh, you know, let me make my case, and then we'll see what you think. And I know I'm taking a risk here, but I, but I want to kind of keep this as a, as a balanced show. And I know I have a lot of new survivalists that are tuning in as well. So uh, I want to you know kind of talk to you guys too a little bit on this show. And, and I'm, I'm very happy to see people who have prepared for emergencies. I, I, th- I think that's great. Um, but it's also important for me to cover a premise as I start this topic. I want you to think about why someone prepares a bug-out bag in the first place. And there was a good article that I read in uh, DeathValleyMag.com, and I'll link to it. It was written back in January, and I'll put a link in the show notes to the article that I'm referring to. So, okay, so you can read the whole article. But, again, why would someone prepare a bug-out bag in the first place? The simple answer, in case something happened that was so devastating that you have to quickly and without warning leave your home and travel in such a way that you could only bring what you could carry on your person. Now that seems pretty simple, straightforward, and uh, pretty cut to the chase, right? But consider something. What type of a natural or man-made disaster would happen so suddenly that you wouldn't even have time to pack up the trunk of your vehicle or the back of your SUV. Okay? Now you might be thinking, well, well, Bob, you know, what about a natural disaster? Okay. I want you to think about a scenario for a minute. Can you envision someone looking out the window, seeing a tornado headed towards their house, and then grabbing a bug out bag and running out the front door? I don't think so. <laughs> Not a very smart idea. If a hurricane's coming, you're likely going to have plenty of notice. You're going to have plenty of notice that a hurricane's coming, and it'll give you time to get prepared. A lot of the stuff you should have prepared already. I know some of you on the forum have posted uh, ideas and so forth, stating that you've got your vehicle already prepared to leave if you have to. So you're going to get enough warning if there's something like a hurricane where I doubt you're going to leave with just one bag. Okay, let's not forget something. A state of emergency was issued for the entire state of Louisiana three full days before Katrina even hit land. So for most people, a three-day notice is plenty of time to gather what you're going to need. 
to prepare and get the heck out. Okay, so if you have several days warning that your area is going to be underwater soon, wouldn't you just load up your whole car, maybe an RV or something, and just take off? You're not just going to limit it to just one bag, are you? I'm not going to limit my bug out, if I have to, to just one bag. Now, there are reasons why you may only take one bag. I'm going to get to that shortly. Hang in there with me. But let's talk about another disaster, earthquakes, for example. With earthquakes, you only have a few seconds of warning, if that, before the ground starts shaking. An earthquake prediction itself is uh, not very reliable and not very accurate. So I really doubt that someone's going to grab their, their bug-out bag and run outside when they hear uh, uh, an earthquake starting, uh, or when the siren starts going off, or when the ground starts shaking violently. And in just about every instance of major civil unrest, let's talk about that disaster for a minute. Civil unrest. There's warning signs of that too. In advance. Riots are a result of a built-up of frustration of the population over a situation that they can't control. You're probably going to get the warning of civil unrest and rioting, and even if the news media is down, you'll be able to start seeing it. You'll be able to start seeing signs in the streets. And you should be prepared for civil unrest anyway. It takes a lot for thousands of people to get angry enough to destroy a city, folks. You know, think about the Rodney King riots. That's a good example. Everyone knew that there was going to be some civil unrest if a non-guilty verdict was uh, delivered. So if you knew that a mob of thousands of people were going to be in the area days in advance, are you going to stick around? And if you do... You should be prepared for it. And if you're going to leave, are you going to take just one bag? And think about that. That's an important reason for you to network with like-minded people. And do as much as you can of banding together, especially with your neighbors. But if you have a bunch of neighbors that are not willing to prepare, there's really not much you can do about it. And if you're in the country and you're facing hundreds of people sieging your property, you're severely outnumbered and you're out of luck. So... I kind of got off on a tangent there, but let me get back to bug-out bags. How will your bug-out bag help you in that situation? Again, if you're going to leave, why will you only take just one bag? I doubt that if somebody were to look out their window one Sunday morning and see 3,000 people waving torches and walking down their street, I doubt that they're going to grab a bug-out bag and run for the front door. The only scenario I can think of for a bug-out bag is if you're leaving and you genuinely expect to return in a short period of time. Or you have a predetermined place to go to and you feel comfortable that you can get there safely in two to three days. If you're like me and you have plans and backup plans, then a bug-out bag would probably help you. But think about this. You should have supplies already packed in your vehicle or at least packed in tubs ready to go so you can throw them in the vehicle and run. So really a bug-out bag is a point A to point B solution. A short-term solution. The very idea that you're going to be able to grab your bug-out bag, head out to the woods, and live for days on end and weeks on end like a refugee living on whatever's in your bug-out bag... That kind of an idea, folks, is very, very far-fetched, in my opinion. And I think that's just not very realistic. You know I like to keep this show rooted in common sense. Okay, let's talk about a couple of other uh, types of disasters. Uh, if there's a pandemic, you know, are you, you going to grab your bug-out bag and run out the back door of your house? 
You know, during a terrorist attack, you're either dead, wounded, or, or, or you're unharmed, but generally speaking, you won't have a warning that a terrorist attack is going to take place at a certain time, in a certain place, and enough to avoid it. And hitting the road after a terrorist attack is might not be very smart. That might be kind of foolish, because there's a good potential for follow-up attacks. Okay. Another thing to consider is if you're going to contribute to an already congested situation of, of streets and highways, you might find yourself in the middle of a lot of freaked out people doing the very same thing. Okay, So I have to agree with the author of this article. If I saw that there was a, an attack in my neighborhood, I don't think I would grab my uh, bug out bag and just run for the front door. I don't think I'm going to do that. If anything, I'm going to run to the uh, place of the, of, of the attack to try to help. Or I'm just going to hole up in my house with my family and prepare to defend what I have. And if you run outside uh, after a biological attack, uh, I don't think that would be very wise either, would it? So again, back to the point. The only use that I can think of for a bug out bag is simply just to get from point A to point B and there could be a likelihood that it might take a couple of days, although it won't, probably won't, but it could take a couple of days to get from uh, point A to point B. And if the stink does hit the fan really bad, you may end up taking three days just to get somewhere that, that should take only a half a day. You know, that's when your bug out bag is going to come in quite handy. So in my opinion, again, my opinion comes out on this show once in a while, folks, and you're free to disagree with my opinion. That's okay. If you're disagreeing, that means you're using your head, you're using some common sense. Don't take everything I say uh, as the gospel. I'm no expert. I'm just an average Joe. I'm just an average guy trying to make a living, just like all of you listening to this show. And today's survival show is not my full-time job. It's just some ideas I like to share with people. So, a lot of the reasons that I see posted all over the internet and so forth as reasons for having a bug out bag just don't seem to pan out for me sometimes. It just doesn't quite make sense. It doesn't compute. In just about every instance where you're supposed to use one, with the exception of a couple that I've mentioned, you know, it just doesn't seem like it's going to pan out. And there's times that you need to evacuate and you'd have far enough advanced notice that you'll have time to pack probably your entire vehicle. So that brings me to the question, should you even own a bug out bag? Well, of course. Of course, because it is a preparation. My whole point in this podcast is just to not overstate a bug out bag. Don't just pack a bag with two or three days worth of supplies and think, all right, I'm done. I'm, you know, I got everything I need. It's all in this bag. I'm, me and my family and my two kids, we're going to go out and live like refugees. And by golly, I got the skills and I got the knowledge. I'm living off of this bag. Highly unrealistic. Okay, and is a bug out bag 100% necessary? No, I'd say it's probably 90% necessary. Okay, is it financially practical? Let's talk about the, the financial feasibility of a bug out bag. Let me give you an example that this author used, which I thought was very, very good. Um, should you have used the 500 bucks or so that you spent on equipping your bug out bag on a natural gas powered refrigerator for your basement for example or a solar panel to generate power or some extra ammo or a new tiller for your garden or feed for your animals okay 
My main point here is don't go overboard on a bug out bag. Don't spend 500 bucks on it. There's ways to put it together for a lot less money on that. If the stink hits the fan real bad for most people, mo- most people I would say bugging out's probably not going to be their primary choice. And I would not suggest that bugging out be your primary choice. I would suggest that bugging out be your very, very last resort. I'm more of a fan of bugging in. I'm more of a fan of equipping my home and uh, and storing what I need to store to be prepared for a disaster and not go anywhere if I can avoid it. Okay? Now, I do have a, an emergency bug-out bag in each vehicle. Okay? Each of my vehicles has a, a, a bug-out bag in it. And, and I have basic stuff in it. Okay? I got basic stuff like water, um, uh, first aid kits, medicine, knives, rope, gloves... Light sticks, blankets, extra changes of clothes, a uh, little bit of food, hand can opener, batteries, basic stool, basic uh, tools. <laughs> stools. Oh God, boy, that was a slip of the tongue there, huh? <laughs> basic tools and stuff like that. I have standard stuff that you're going to find in most emergency kits and bug out bags. And I keep one in my car and I keep one in my wife's car. The reason being is that if something happens on the road, uh, I like to think that I'd be able to maintain some level of comfort until help arrives or until I can get to a point where I can get assistance. Okay. Uh, Now, there's a couple of examples where you seriously might need a bug out bag that I do want to talk about. Some of this is common sense, but uh, I want to repeat it because repetition is the mother of learning. Uh, Let's say you come across an accident. And let's say you've got some EMT training, like I know some of you who listen to this show do. If, God forbid, you're in an accident in the middle of the night or you come across one, a flashlight, rope, emergency blankets, first aid kits, um, medical kits, batteries, road flares, things like that, large contractor-sized plastic bags and things like that could come in very, very handy. Extra food and water could come in very handy if you're in that situation. Okay, My wife's relatives have a large farm in Oklahoma, and sometimes we go there to visit. And some of the land there is not very close to being able to get quick help. If something happens where there's an emergency situation at night, I've got all the items I need in my emergency kit and my bug out bag, uh, probably to sustain me until I can get some help. Okay, so one point I want to make here is that a bug out bag is not exactly always used to bug out. And that's not why I have one. I have one in order to be able to assist in some way uh, that I might not be able to if I haven't, ha- if I didn't have a bag, or to ha- temporarily get me and my family to a point of getting assistance if we're in a, a, a disaster, or even if it's something as simple as our vehicle breaking down. So, guys, if you let your wives or children uh, that you have of driving age drive around without some type of a bug out bag or emergency bag in their vehicle, that's not good. Make one for them. Help them. Get them to help uh, make it, f- make their own, and uh, tell them what's in it. And one of the reasons to get them to help make it is so that they know exactly what's in it and make sure that they know how to use everything that's in the emergency kit and the bug out bag as well. Okay, and I want to make just one more point here before finishing segment number one of this show. Just don't get the idea that the bug out bag is all that you need. Some people get that idea, and I just think that that's not practical. I think that that's wrong. Uh, There are some people that get this idea. All I need is a rifle, a pistol, and my bug out bag, and I'm ready for anything, and I can get and do whatever I need to get and do to survive. Wrong. Wrong, 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 in my opinion. 
All right, so that concludes segment number one. Let's go ahead and take a little bit of a musical break here. I got some more info on this subject. I'm going to dig a little bit deeper here in segment number two, but a quick break, and I'll be back shortly. Okay, segment number two. Since I've made the case as to, uh, in my opinion, when I think you may or may not need a bug out bag, let's assume, for example, that you are going to need one. Let me uh, dig a little bit deeper into this subject. As survivalists, it's customary. It's, it's likely to be constantly making improvements to our bag. I'm always shifting things around and changing things, and I'm also changing my plans all the time. And, and we start, you know, basically depending on what season it is, what, what types of disasters I think may or may not happen soon, we start to think about which routes to take and what are our contingency plans and the repairs that we have to make and all sorts of other things regarding our equipment and our supplies. Um, and, and in fact, like I said, the recent vacation I took, it was a two-week trip, and we drove the entire Way we traveled about 2,300 miles round trip by car, and of course I, I took the bug out bag, and basically I treated it as if it was a two week bug out, and uh, and we knew that we were coming back though. So what I did is I said, okay, we're going to be gone for two weeks. We know we're coming back. Uh, all I'm going to need is basically something to sustain me and my family for a couple of days if the stink hits the fan if something happens. Uh, so it really was an emergency bag if you will. But I also brought along a couple of other few key items uh, in case our journey happened to be more than a couple weeks. I brought along passports, uh, important documents. I brought plenty of cash. You know, there was a recent blog post on bug out survival and I linked to it and I added some of my own thoughts on it. So if you go to the main page of todayssurvival.com, if you haven't checked it out already, check out um, Scott Williams' post on putting money in a bug out bag and keeping money and cash on hand. I thought it was a very good one. I'm a big believer in keeping plenty of cash. So go to today's survival. Check that out. Uh, my thoughts on that. And I also uh, linked and I put a copy of, of uh, Scott's entire post on his website, bugoutsurvival.com. We also took a few uh, valuable pieces of jewelry that my wife wanted to take. Of course, I took my firearms, a couple of them, took some extra ammo. And, uh, and a few other things, a couple of knives, uh, just, just you know, some, some basic stuff that, that I felt that I might need in case the stink hits the fan. Now, I do want to go ahead and discuss some bug out plans you might want to consider. Again, these are just suggestions. I'm not lecturing you. I'm not trying to tell you how to live your life or how to prepare yourself. Just some suggestions. Take the best and leave the rest. My mentor, Tom Hopkins, taught me a very important concept that almost everybody has something good to share. Uh, Take the best. Whatever you don't like, leave the rest. Throw it out. That's okay with me. Um, Here's one scenario. Something's happened in your area, and you need to get out, and you need to get out fast. Okay, you just received word about some possible danger, and you just think it's best to leave. Again, I'm a firm believer that should be your last resort, but let's say you've made that decision to take off. Before you just jump in and start hauling butt out the door, spend a couple of minutes thinking the situation over. 
Okay. Uh, in this, in today's world, there could be a number of situations that could be just about anything that could happen to make you think you need to get out. But maybe sometimes not necessarily the case. But if you are going to get out, do a quick inventory of your preps to see if there is something else that you might need. Your bug out vehicle could be loaded to the gills, but depending on what's just happened, there might be one more thing that will help you with that particular disaster. It may only take a couple seconds or a minute to throw it in your vehicle. Okay, Now, don't take all day to think about it. Just give it a once-over in your head before you take off. Okay, Something else I want you to think about. Do you have everyone that's going to be going with you present and accounted for? Sounds like common sense, right? Listen, if you're thinking about leaving your house, you're going to be freaked out. I'm sure you're going to be in a big, huge, adrenalized state. And uh, you might not be thinking real clearly. Make it an assignment. Make it a point. Make sure everybody is accounted for. Hopefully you've made plans to get get everybody to your rally point quickly and safely. If people are scattered about in town... Uh, hopefully you've set up a rally point. You know, if if cell phone service is working, text message them and say, look, let's we need to meet at the rally point. We need to meet there quickly. You should have all this figured out in advance. Don't wait until it's time to leave to all of a sudden figure out, oh, geez, you know, where are we going to rally? Where are we going to meet up? Okay, both you and your spouse need to know how it is that you're getting home, what to do if there isn't a certain amount of time, and and what kind of communication procedures are going to be necessary. The kids also need to know what to do. You need to know what the school's plans are for safeguarding your kids if there's a disaster while they're at school, and where they'll be in the school if a disaster strikes and you have to move them out. You should know where they are at all times. And uh, you also need to think about how you might be having to deal with school authorities if you're going to be taking your kids out of school. Okay? All right, so the time comes and you got to leave. you got to take off. Again, I think your last resort, a very rare situation, but let's say you're, you're, you're bugging out. You're taking off. Here's a couple of things. Obviously, if you're driving, what happens if your vehicle breaks down? Do you have the knowledge? Do you have the skills and the tools and the parts to fix it? Now, me personally, I'm not a very good mechanic. When it comes to cars and fixing cars, I, just, I have a mental block, serious, big time. Okay, but I do have a couple of good manuals on how to fix certain basic things, and uh, and actually I, I drive a Honda Accord, a 2007 Honda Accord, and I have a Ford uh, Taurus 2009 Taurus. So both of them, I have a couple of basic um, manuals on how to fix basic things on both of these vehicles, and I could probably fumble fumble my way through it if I had to. I, I could probably pull it off, uh, you know, but. Again, they're relatively easy vehicles to fix, and that's another thing that I like about a bug-out vehicle. If it's going to be a vehicle you're going to take, make sure it's something that you're very familiar with, and it's a relatively easy vehicle to repair. Okay. You also have to think about um, if your vehicle breaks down and it's no longer usable, and you're going to be on foot, can you easily and conveniently carry your bug-out bag to where you're going? You know, Don't have this thing you know, packed up with 125 pounds worth of junk that you might not need, and if you can't carry it, what good is it going to be? And if it wears you down and it exhausts you to the point to where you can't even move anymore, what good is that? Okay, now, let me talk to you about um, about obstacles. Your route, your bug-out route might be blocked. Uh, obstacles of all types of stuff can prevent you from continuing on your present course. Do you have several different ways? Do you know several different routes to get to where you're going? 
All right, you should have them in printed form, in printed maps. You should also uh, there, there's still a chance where GPS services may still be working. So know how to work your GPS. Know how to um, ask it for an alternate route. Uh, you know, take advantage of every type of navigation system that you can take advantage of. Uh, there might be too much traffic of people trying to evacuate. There might be roadblocks. There might be rioting, uh, as I mentioned before, dangerous things happening along your route. How are you going to deal with that? Do you have a plan to deal with that? Okay, here's something else you might want to think about preparing in advance. Do you have somebody in your family who can act as a navigator? One person as a driver, another as a navigator. A person who can actually do a good job of reading a map and directing the driver along a proper route and alternate routes. Okay, is your spouse a good navigator? Can your spouse read a map? Do you have all the maps that you might need? Have you actually driven the route and possible alternative routes in advance? Okay, I live in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. There's a lot of, lot of ways to get out of here. Okay, and, uh, and actually I have driven most of them in advance. So if there's a blockage, uh, there's a lot of different alternative routes that I can take, and I know where they are. But I'm all, I've also got them printed out as well, and I've got, them, I've got a yellow highlighter, and I've, I've highlighted all the different ways to get out of the Frisco, Texas area that I live in. Okay, something else about your bug out route that you need to uh, know about. Which route will most people will most people be likely taking in an evacuation? Okay, think about that. Which route are most people going to use? Is there a way to avoid going with the big huge herd that's heading out of town? Okay, which parts of your route make make it attractive uh, for looters? Think about that. Uh, you're going to have looters. You're going to have a lot of people whacked out in a in a disaster, and they're going to be after you. Okay, do you have a four-wheel drive? Uh, are there certain roads that might be uh, nasty during bad weather? Uh, you know, do you have all the proper papers that you need to take with you? Do you have a shooter in your vehicle who can remove targets as you're traveling? Think I'm nuts? No. Uh, there's definitely a uh, situation where, like I said, you could have looters, you could have violent people. Uh, that's this is why I'm, I'm one of the big believers in firearms. Okay, you need to have uh, your family needs to be proficient in firearms. There are self-defense scenarios that are very likely going to come up if you have to leave. Okay, uh, have you thought about this? What happens if somebody gets sick and they can't travel? Uh, do you have plans for that? What happens if you run out of gas and you can't get any more? Do you have plans for that? Especially if you're traveling with your spouse and your kids. It's going to be best, obviously, to avoid all nasty situations, but pre-planning and preparing are critical in any kind of a bug-out situation. We might not be able to plan for every situation, but the more you think about it and the more you practice it, I promise you something, the more prepared that you're going to be. Okay, uh, another suggestion that I want to give you, uh, actually take the time to sit down with your family and discuss some of the possible evacuation and bug out scenarios that you could find yourself in. Get out and actually drive some of the alternative routes that you have in mind already. Get out on some country road and just practice driving fast but safely and, and bugging out and getting out. Okay, get that gun out quickly and maybe even have to shoot at something. Practice that. Start with an unloaded gun, obviously. Practice with an unloaded weapon. Be safe. All right, have your spouse direct you on some of the alternate routes. And then while you're doing that, stop your vehicle, grab your bags, and start walking. Maybe even camp out for the night. 
Okay, just try that. Do those things. Those things can be fun. Sometimes kids really love that. Oh, wow, that's cool, man. We're going to camp here? Hey, that's good. Hey, mom and dad, good idea. You'll be amazed, and they'll learn something to boot. Okay, so let me go over a, uh, a pre-departure checklist, and I'll probably wrap this show up here in about five or six minutes, but a few things that I want to share with you about your checklist before you head out. Number one, uh, review your bug out route and review your ultimate and figure out what, what, what's your ultimate location, and do you have some stopping points along the way. Take into consideration what time of the year is it, what's the weather, what's the possible delays that occur this time of year. Uh, check out the expected weather for your, for your route from your departure location to your final destination. Okay, number three, prepare the necessary route directions and maps in advance. Okay, and although I usually use a GPS, I do keep adequate maps, as I mentioned. Uh, wash up any dirty laundry that you may have before your departure. Always keep a set of clean clothes. One of the things that we do is we always have a couple changes of clothes uh, clean, ready to go in a certain area of the house, and it's real easy for us to just grab those clothes and go. We may not always keep them in the bug-out bag, bug bag, excuse me, or may not always keep them in our vehicle, but they're easy to grab and they're easy to pack if we have to head out of town. Uh, and, you know, something about food storage, too. I have a separate food storage bin that I use for bug-out food storage. It's a small bin. It's real easy. It's easy for me to pick up and throw in my vehicle, and it's basically my bug-out food. Okay, again, I'm assuming that I'm probably going to have time to grab more than just one bag. I'm assuming I'm going to have time to grab a few other supplies uh, in advance. So if you're doing this like me, purchase any of the needed groceries and, uh, and supplies and stuff that you might need for your bug out trip. If you use an RV for your bug outs, make sure all your propane bottles are full. Common sense, right? <laughs> Sometimes we forget the common sense stuff. Sorry there. Uh, <clears throat> had a little bit of an allergy attack. It's it's that time of year. All right. Also, top off your bug out fuel, uh, your bug out vehicle fuel tanks. Uh, perform a, a fluid level check. Make sure you're checking radiator, oil, transmission, power steering fluids, brakes, battery, tire pressure. Okay. Um, clean your bug out vehicle windows. Something you might not have thought about. If you have battery-operated items in your BOV that you're going to take with you, uh, communications gear and flashlights and, and stuff like that, check all the batteries. Um, make you know, Try to use rechargeable-type batteries if you can. Fill your drinking water containers with fresh water. Uh, properly store some of the items that you can be taking, um, some of the chairs and the mats and umbrellas and things like that. Make sure those are all in there. Make sure that they're properly stored. Uh, something else you might want to think about is to start securing loose items that you might have in your bug-out vehicle. If you're using an RV as your bug-out vehicle, make sure that uh, some of the items within that are in the cabinets and that are in the kitchen sink and the counters and the bathroom th sink and things like that and items in the shower, make sure they don't bounce around while you're traveling. Make sure your refrigerator door is latched, the stove stovetop cover is secure, and the oven door can't accidentally open up by itself. If you have a roof vent, make sure that's closed. Um, secure any awnings that you might have for your RV. Again, if you're using, and a lot of people do use RVs as bug-out vehicles, so I wanted to cover some of this. I don't have one, but uh, I actually had a chance to have a chat with a friend of mine that has a, a, an RV, and he's got it all set up with these. Uh, he's got a whole thing set up for bug bugging out in his RV, and he shared some of this with me. 
Okay, store any of the electrical adapters that you have for your RV, and, and ex especially things like extension cords and water hoses. Turn off unnecessary uh, lights inside your RV. Uh, propane bottles should be shut off. The fridge should be set to 12 volt uh, to the 12 volt option, and lock in the external compartments of your recreational vehicle. Okay, so as I bring this show to a close, I know I'm throwing a lot of information out there, but I found another uh, internet post on uh, lessons learned from a real-world bug-out scenario. And let me share this with you as I close. Keep your ear to the ground and maintain a constant watch. Know what's going on in your immediate neck of the woods. Expand your knowledge concerning threats from gangs and criminals. And know how the enemy dresses, walks, and talks. What's their modus operandi? Learn to read graffiti. Graffiti is considered to be a newspaper for street gangs. Uh, always lower your profile. Work to kind of blend in to your environment. If you are going to bug out, practice bugging out from or practice bugging out beforehand. Okay, have supplies pre-positioned in your bug out vehicle so that all you have to do is worry about grabbing them in your bag and leaving. Okay, maintain 100% security during periods of concern and never surrender your Second Amendment rights. If I was unarmed and I had to rely on the police for protection, uh, you know, I mean, that's, to me, that's a weak point. And you're going to be up a creek without a paddle if you always have to rely on the cops. The reason I carry a gun, folks, is because I can't carry a cop. Okay, when seconds count, cops are minutes away. Nothing against police officers. I love them. There's just not enough of them, and they can't be protecting me 24-7. Always project strength. Most bad guys prey on the weak. In a disaster, you need to have a show of strength. Often, they're going to let somebody pass them by if it appears that you're going to put up a fight. Show respect to the people that are around you, uh, even if you don't feel like it. Uh, gangs often retaliate when they feel like they've been slighted or disrespected and don't do anything to provoke them. Avoid problems like the plague folks. Just using common sense is so important in any kind of a disaster and any kind of a bug out situation. So I know I've covered a lot of information. I'm going to go ahead and bring episode 96 to a close. There's a lot more information about this on our forum. Some people have actually uh, put some really good stories in there about disaster situations and the need for leaving and so forth. I just want you to take something away from this show that Again, don't just think you can pack a bag and that's it. And now you can stop preparing. It goes far, far beyond that. And I hope the day does not come where you have to bug out. I hope the day doesn't come where I have to bug out. Again, I'm bugging in. That's my first choice, but I'm also prepared if I have to leave. And that's what I want you to do, too. Again, you know, proper planning prevents pitiful poor performance. An old cliche, but a true one, an oldie but goodie. So with that, uh, I hope you've learned as much from this as I have. I hope that I have reminded you of some things. You know, most of you have probably thought about this subject before, uh, but maybe I've jogged your memory. Maybe I have uh, reminded you of some things that maybe you need to sharpen up on your plans and uh, what's in your bug out bag and so forth and, and the need for one. Uh, maybe I've helped you kind of reassess what your need is, if any, for an emergency bag to get out of Dodge if you have to. And so with that, 
I'm going to go ahead and close the show. My name is Bob Main, and this is today's survival show, episode number 96, where it's my goal to help you harness the power of choice to live life the way you want to live it and strengthen your resolve if you've got to bug out. And Teddy Roosevelt said, do what you can with what you have wherever you are. And that might also be the situation that you find yourself in if you have to leave. I hope that's not the case, folks. Thanks for tuning in. Watch your email boxes. Check the forum. And it's been good talking to you. And it's good to be back from my break. Take care, folks. Thanks for tuning in. Catch you next time. Bye-bye.